1 John 3, 1 says, Behold what great manner of love the Father has lavished upon us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is who we are, John emphasizes to the church. He's reminding the church who they were and who he was. And the sad reality is far too often our biggest struggle in life or our biggest struggles in life come when we forget who we are and who he is. But John was writing to the church because he wanted them to remember who they were and who they were were the children of God. He actually emphasized it once again. He said, and that's who we are. We are the children of God. And here's what we need to realize is that John had to remind the church who they were in Christ because they forgot who they were in Christ. John had to add this reminder, and that's who we are, because they forgot who they were. They forgot that they were the royal priesthood. They forgot they were the chosen people. They forgot they were a holy nation. They forgot that they were sons and daughters of the Most High God. And most importantly, they forgot He was the Most High God. And that they were joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And it became evident in their life. And this is why John spoke these words. And I believe it's one of the things we need to understand better today. That for you to have an effective prayer life, for you to have a powerful prayer life, For big things to happen in your life through this spiritual discipline of prayer, you need to start understanding who you are in God. You need to start understanding, and I know we hear it all the time, but you need to understand that you're not some red-headed stepchild. You've been adopted by the King of Kings, and you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You need to begin to understand that when you go to prayer, you're not the bottom, but you're the above. You need to understand who you are, that you're not a beggar, church. You need to understand that we are children of God. And just like Jesus has a right to come before the Father, so do you have a right to come before the Father. Just like Jesus had the right to expect the the power of God to be released into his life, so do we. So should we expect that when we approach our Father, which is in heaven, church, that he will respond to our requests. Now, if you're out there living in sin and doing what you want to, instead of living a life that's pleasing to God, don't expect anything. But if you're in a right relationship with God, I'm not saying a perfect relationship with God, because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect, but Jesus is perfect. And if I am in a right relationship with Jesus, meaning if I'm just relying on Him, meaning I'm loving on Him, meaning I'm fellowshipping with Him, meaning I'm calling on Him, meaning I'm depending on Him, meaning that I'm yoked myself to Him, even though I make mistakes, if I'm in a right relationship with Jesus, guess what? I have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. But John had to remind the church who they were. Because in the midst of their struggles, and when you read it, you'll find that this church was in the midst of persecutions and in the midst of struggles and in the midst of difficulties. And in the midst of their struggles and their persecutions, they forgot who they were. In the midst of their heartaches and their headaches, they forgot who they were. In the midst of their trials and tribulations, like those that we go through on a regular basis, they forgot that they were children of Jehovah. And they forgot that he was Jehovah. 
They forgot that He was Abba Father. They forgot that He was their Father which is in heaven. And that's what I want to look at tonight because far too often we do the same thing. We forget who we are and we forget who He is. John reminded them that they were children of God, born again not of the flesh but of the Spirit because when we understand who we are and whose we are, When we understand who we are and whose we are, church, our prayer life becomes different. Our spiritual life becomes different. When we truly understand that we are His workmanship, when we truly understand that we were created in the image of Christ and in the image of the Father, when we understand, church, that we are the apple of His eye, When we begin to truly understand that we are precious to Him, that we are His prized possession, the Word of God says, we begin to pray differently. We begin to believe differently. We begin to expect differently. We begin to live differently. You and I need to learn to pray like children of God. We need to believe like children of God. We need to live like children of God and expect like children of God, church. We need to remember who He is. When we remember who we are and who He is, like I said, our prayers become powerful and potent. And who He is is our Father which is in heaven. He is our Father, which is in heaven. And it's what I want to look at tonight. Please understand, Jesus didn't say when you pray, pray like this, our Father, which dwells on earth. He said, pray then like this, our Father, which is in heaven. Because the reality is, if you want your prayers to be powerful and you want your prayers to be effective, you need to know who you're praying to, church. You have to know that you are praying to your heavenly father and not an earthly father. You need to understand that you're praying to a supernatural father and not a natural father. You need to understand that you're praying to a father that has no limitations. You have to understand that you're praying to a father to whom nothing is impossible for him. You need to understand who you're praying to if you want your prayers to be effective, church. And He is our Father which is in heaven. Again, if we want our prayer lives to be productive and powerful, we have to understand that when we pray, we are literally entering into a spiritual realm. We have to understand that when we pray, we are actually entering into a higher place, into a heavenly place. You see, that's what prayer does. It takes you to a higher place. Prayer takes you into heavenly realms. Prayer allows you to be seated in heavenly places. Prayer allows you to come up out of the, the miry clay and up out of the muck and up out of the mess and to be seated and placed on a rock that's higher than I, church. That's what prayer does if prayer is done properly and if in prayer you understand who you are see if you don't understand and truly believe that you've got a father that's up in heaven your prayers won't ever reach heaven if you think that your god's limited your prayers are going to be limited and i'm going to talk on that if you don't have the full understanding of who your god is you can't have full expectation of what he has 
But that's where we struggle in our prayer lives. We don't understand who God is. And we don't understand who we are. And we really don't understand that He's our Father which is up in heaven. So our prayers only go so far. But when we begin to truly understand that when we go to God in prayer, we are, we are literally stepping out of the natural into the supernatural. You see, this is what happens when you find yourself in a natural mess. When you open up that prayer closet, you're stepping out of the natural mess into a supernatural place. When you're going through all kinds of hell and high water in your marriage and you're bickering back and forth with your husband or your wife, if you would take a moment to step out of that natural mess into a supernatural place of power, God can intervene in your life. This is what we have to understand about prayer. It is taking us out of the natural into the supernatural realm of our Father which is in heaven. And the more we begin to understand that, the more powerful our prayers become, church. And the more we can expect from God as well. I hope you understand that, church. If we want our prayer lives to be productive and powerful, we have to understand that we prayer is not, a, it's not an earthly place. Yeah, you find an earthly place to go, to go pray. But that's where we open up the, the, that's where God opens up the windows of heaven. That's where the floodgates begin to pour into our lives. It's when we find that place of prayer. It's when we step out of the natural into the supernatural. One of the reasons it's so important is because when you understand who you're calling on in prayer, when you understand that you're entering into a spiritual realm and a heavenly realm, When you truly understand your position in Christ and through Christ and connected to Christ like we've talked about, church. When you understand that you're calling on a heavenly father and not an earthly father, you begin to believe for different things. You begin to ask for different things. You begin to believe for bigger things and better things and higher things. And you begin to ask for bigger things and better things and higher things. You want bigger things in your life? Get a bigger glimpse of God. You want better things in your life? Get a better glimpse of God. You want higher things in life? Get a higher glimpse of God. Because the more you know about God, the more God can do for you. The more you understand about God's love and God's power and God's grace, the more His kingdom will be open into your life. If you want bigger things, better things, and higher things, you have to have a bigger, better, and a higher view of God and a bigger and better, higher view of yourself. You see, the devil will try to get you to think you're nothing. And it'll cause you to start thinking bad about yourself and bad about who you are and give you a small glimpse and a small a concept of who you are. Understand? We, not only do we have to have a better, bigger, better, uh, higher glimpse of God, we've got to have a better, bigger, higher glimpse of who we are in Christ. And it's the reason so many of us live down here under the enemy instead of over the enemy. When you and I begin to understand who we are, church, all of those things can be put under our feet. Bigger, better, higher. It's what I've been praying for this church. It's what I've been praying for me. Bigger, better, higher, God. 
But the only way that's going to happen is if I truly understand how much bigger, better, and higher God is. And my position in Christ as well. Remember, without Jesus, I'm nothing. But with Him, I'm more than a conqueror. With Him, I'm bigger. With Him, I'm better. With Him, I'm higher than all of these things. David understood that. Little 13-year-old ruddy boy, he understood that with God, he was bigger and better and better than Goliath. You understand what I'm saying? When Joshua began to march around the walls of Jericho with God, he knew that he was bigger and better and better and higher than those walls. This is what we have to understand, church. With God, all things are possible. But when we understand who we are and we understand who He is, we begin to believe for different things and we begin to ask for different things. Because if then, though you are evil, Jesus said, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to His children when they ask? If we who are evil, wicked, saved by grace have a carnal earthly nature about us, if we can give good gifts to our children who ask us, how much more, the Bible says, how much more, the Bible says, will will our Father which is in heaven give us good gifts when we ask of Him? Again, I'm getting to this bigger, better, higher. How much more? And nobody can outgive our Father which is in heaven. And nobody can do, outdo our Father which is in heaven. And nobody that can outperform our Father which is in heaven. Understand, when you understand who you are praying to, which is your heavenly Father, you begin to believe for more. You begin to ask for more. And when we begin to ask for more, guess what? We begin to receive more. The Bible tells me you have not because you ask not. And usually you ask not because you believe not. Belief is all part of this, church. Faith is all part of that. And it's what I'm going to teach you. The reason so many of you are living small is because you're believing small and you're asking small. When you understand that He is our Heavenly Father, church, and that we are His children, you begin to believe that nothing is impossible for Him. You begin to believe that He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what you can even ask Him, the Bible says. That's how good my God is. That's how big my God is. That's how wonderful my Father, which is in heaven, is. He's ready to outgive what I ask Him for. He's ready to outdo what I think He can do. That's how big He is. And here's the thing. If you could understand that, and if I could truly understand that, imagine what God could do in our life. Imagine what God could do at South Metro Ministries if we truly understood that He, my Father which is in heaven, is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what I'm about to ask Him. That's how big He is. That's how good He is. And if I would lift, if I would if I would just be able to elevate my belief level just a little bit, if I would believe a little bit bigger, I would pray a little bit bigger. 
And if I pray a little bit bigger, guess what? I receive a little bit bigger. Amen? We have not because we ask not. We believe small, so we ask small. We ask sparingly, so we reap sparingly, church. And therefore, we we believe small, so we ask small. Therefore, we receive small as well. That's a spiritual law. The reason that so many of us are living small, like I said, is because it starts with the fact that we're believing small. But Jesus said this. He said, if you pray believing, you shall receive whatever you ask in prayer. And he doesn't seem to put any conditions on that. He said, if you pray believing, you shall receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now listen to me. I'm not telling you to go out and pray for a Cadillac or a Cartier. But I am telling you this. We need to start praying bigger. And we need to start believing bigger. And let me tell you this. I'm not a prosperity preacher. But if God releases you to pray for a Cadillac, pray big for a Cadillac. If he releases you to pray for a Cartier, pray big for a Cartier. Don't linger in the little. God takes pleasure in blessing his people. I'm not going to get up here and and pray all this prosperity. But I am telling you that we got to start believing bigger in our Father. And when we start believing bigger, we start praying bigger, church. We got to start praying bigger. Listen. I'm speaking this to me too, but it's what the Holy Spirit put on my heart. When's the last time we asked God to stop the sun in prayer? When's the last time we asked God to stop the rain in prayer? When's the last time we asked God to move mountains in prayer? When's the last time we prayed believing big, church? When's the last time we prayed believing that he can do more than I'm about to ask him? How can I out-ask God? I can't. But I should be trying to do that in my prayer and in my belief. You can't out-believe what God's capable of doing. You can't out-pray what God's capable of doing, church. We are always... What he tells me is that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what I can ask or even think. Please understand, I can't ever in this life and in this, in this human flesh, I can't ever outpray what God can do. I can't ever, ever ask him for something he can't do. I can't ever put something on his plate that's impossible for him. And if we would begin to get that, if we would begin to understand and stop listening to the the words of man and the lies of the devil, that he can't do this and he can't do that, and you shouldn't get this and you shouldn't get that, the devil wants to limit your prayers by limiting your understanding of who God is, and He is our Father which is in heaven. The devil wants you to think you serve a Father that's here on earth. The devil wants you to think that your heavenly Father isn't heavenly. He wants you to think that He's impotent. He wants you to think that He's incapable. He wants you to think that He, he can't do beyond what you ask Him. To. I can't ask Him for that. Why not? Why not? He's your Father which is in heaven, isn't He? 
and he can do he can outdo my earthly father why not ask and the reason i don't ask is because i don't believe i believe small so i pray small so i receive small so i live small and then we blame god because we're living small but it all goes back to the fact that I'm just not believing big. Sons and daughters of God should believe big. They got a big father. I couldn't, I couldn't help but think, we all know this when we were kids. My dad, bigger than your dad. My dad's stronger than your dad. No, my dad's stronger than your dad. My dad did this, but my dad did this. My dad's this. Well, my dad's stronger. You know it. Growing up, man, we just, we thought our dads were Hercules. We thought our dads were the incredible Hulk, and we bragged on them. We even made up stories about them. Because that's how great we thought they were. When's the last time we bragged on our Heavenly Father that way? When's the last time when somebody confronted us or the devil confronted us with a difficulty? Whew! My father's bigger than that. My father's stronger than that. But we get all worked up. Why? Because we forget who he is. He is my Father which is in heaven. He is my Father that has no limitations. He is my Father that is all-knowing and my Father that's all-powerful and my Father that's omnipresent. He's my Father that's always with me. He never leaves me or forsakes me. He's my Father which is in heaven and He has no limitations. He's my Father in heaven that I can't out-ask, church. That's who He is. And I'm hoping you're beginning to understand that when we understand that, it changes the way we pray. And it changes the way we ask. And it changes the way we live, church. Far too often we limit God with our prayers instead of loosing Him, church. Far too often we limit God with our prayers instead of loosing Him. I want to be careful how I say this. But I'm including myself in this. We ask God to help the surgeon instead of asking God to be the surgeon. And we limit God in our prayers. Okay, you want me to help the surgeon, but I am the surgeon. You want me to help the doctor, but I am the great physician. I'm not saying don't come and ask me to pray for your doctor. But there are times when I will turn around, and I've done it before. There are times when I will turn around and ask you, do you want me to pray for your doctor, or do you want me to pray for a healing? Because if you limit God, why should I pray bigger? If you're not believing to receive the bigger thing from God, I'll agree with you with the little thing. But what God wants us to do is to loose Him over every area of our life. Instead of limiting Him, church, we ask God to give us strength to climb the mountain when we should be asking, God, move the mountain. That's the bigger thing. That's the better thing. But again, we believe small, so we ask small. Oh, God, He can't heal me, so touch the doctor. 
He can't, he can't move that mountain, so give me strength to climb it, God. And we think that's spiritual. That's a lack of faith. Again, don't misinterpret what I'm saying, please, church. There are times you will be forced to climb a mountain because God wants to strengthen you. But there are times when you just got to believe bigger and say, Be thou mountain moved, and it shall move, the Bible says. We're living our life. Ah. It's a sermon that's coming. We're living our life in a land of little. Now that's where we're at so often. We believe little. So we ask little. So we receive little. You understand what I'm saying, church? We pray small, so we receive small. And the Holy Spirit and what Jesus is trying to teach us is because of who He is and who we are, because we are knit together with our Father which is in heaven, we can pray big. And that's what the devil is afraid of. The devil is afraid that somewhere along the way, somebody here at South Metro Ministries is going to understand that they can start praying big. And when you and I start praying big, the devil, amen, whoever that was, praise God. (laughs) Touching the little ones. That one's going to be a mountain mover. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a big prayer. But my Father is able. Amen, church? This is what we have to understand. Jesus, understand Jesus, who is our joint heir to God's glory, said, If you pray believing, ask anything. But don't ask selfish. All of this is in context. Ask anything according to His will. Ask anything that would bring Him glory. Listen, if it brings God glory for you to drive a nice car, pray for that car. If it will bring God glory for you to live in a nice house or get a promotion and a raise, pray for that. Because there will be a testimony and story that comes from that, church. Pray big! Most of us think when Jesus said this, if you pray, believing, ask anything, most of us think that only means believing that I'll get what I ask for. Some of us think that means or only means believing that that will come to pass. We, we think if we could just squeeze out enough belief, we'll get that car. If I could just squeeze out enough belief, I'll get that bonus, I'll get that raise. I'll get that promotion. I'll get that house. If we could just squeeze out enough belief, church. But it means so much more than that. To pray believing means this. It means believing who he is and what he is capable of. What, what, what pray, when Jesus said pray believing, what he's saying is you need to pray believing that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You need to pray believing that He is Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals me. You need to pray believing that He is Jehovah Sabaoth, the one that fights my battles for me. You need to pray believing that He is Jehovah Shalom, the one that gives me peace. You, you have to believe, you have to pray believing that He is Jehovah Shammah, the one that is always with me. That's what He means. He doesn't mean 
I believe, I believe, I believe I'll get a car. I believe, I believe, I believe I'll get a house. I believe, I believe, I believe. That's name it and claim it junk. What he is saying is that if you believe in who I am, if you believe that I am truly your heavenly Father and that for me nothing's impossible, If you truly believe that I am Jehovah Rapha, I'll heal you. If you believe that I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'll provide for you. If you believe in the midst of your loneliness that I am Jehovah Shammah, I will be right there. You'll sense me. You'll feel me. Pray big, receive big. This is what it means to pray believing in that this is what Jesus was. He wasn't preaching preaching or teaching name it claim it he was preaching believing who god is and who we are and who he is is my father which is in heaven which makes me his offspring it makes me his son it makes you his daughter it makes you his children it makes us his family church And I can't help but believe that if we would just grasp that and understand that and start believing bigger and praying bigger, this place would be full. This place would be overflowing. This place would be standing room only because of the big things God's doing in the house of big believers and big prayers. Amen. That's what we need to believe for. But that's what we got to work for too, amen? It's not going to just happen. We have to have that personal desire, believing who He is and what He's capable of. It means believing that He is my Father in heaven and believing that with Him and knit together with Him. Remember, a boon, this is what it means. This whole prayer builds on itself. Praying, believing means that I understand, church, and I believe that, that with Him or knit together with Him, All things are possible. That knit together with Him. I can't ask Him for something He can't provide. I can't ask of Him something He can't do. I can't put something in front of Him that's too big for Him, church. When we understand that, church. But that's where we struggle. We struggle believing for some reason that He's able. Please understand, Jesus knew His Father who was in heaven. He knew His earthly Father was limited. He knew his earthly father was limited with power, limited with knowledge, limited with ability. He knew his earthly father was limited not to speak negatively about his father, but he knew his earthly father was limited with time, talent, and even treasure. Jesus knew with his earthly father not everything was possible. But you know where I'm going. He knew with his heavenly father nothing was impossible. You see, that's the reality. With your earthly father, not everything is possible. He's limited with time and talent and treasure. He's limited, not speaking negatively, he's earthly. Our earthly fathers are limited with time, talent, and treasure. And with our earthly father, not everything is possible. But this is why Jesus told us to pray not to our earthly father... He told us to pray to our heavenly Father because Jesus himself knew his earthly Father was limited and that with him not all things were possible, but with his heavenly Father he knew all things were possible. Jesus understood that all authority had been given to him by his heavenly Father and not his earthly Father. And here's a challenge. 
So I begin to wind this down and call for the music. Jesus understood, like I said, that all of his authority came from his heavenly father, not his earthly father. And he used that authority to heal the sick. He used that authority to raise the dead. He used that authority and that position that he had with his heavenly father to open up blind eyes and cause the lame to walk and multiply loaves and to still stormy seas. He used that authority and he used that position to cast out demons and to set the captives free. But the question tonight is, what are we using our position in Christ for? What are we using the authority that he gave us to do? Are we using it big or are we using it little? Do we truly understand and believe that for my Father which is in heaven, nothing is impossible? And is that reflected in my belief system and is that reflected in my prayers, church? When Jesus said, pray then like this, our Father which art in heaven, he was teaching us that when we pray, we're to reach upward and not outward. To focus our hearts and our minds and our prayers on things above and not on things below. Because here's the reality. When we focus on the problem, when we focus on the things below God so long, they seem or tend to become bigger than God in our own eyes. And the only way to overcome that is by directing our prayers higher than our problems, church. And that's why Jesus started his prayer by saying, pray then like this, our Father which is in heaven. Because when you pray, you've got to have your eyes set unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Because your help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, church. It doesn't come from man. You see, you can't connect to God this way. You can only connect to God this way. But the sad reality is so many of us go through our spiritual life living this way instead of this way. We look this way for our healing instead of this way. We look this way for help and this way for wisdom and this way for counsel and this way for for direction instead of this way. We look this way for peace. We think we can find it in a bottle or we think we can... We look this way for joy. We look this way instead of this way to our Father which is in heaven, church. Listen, I'm not saying this to be condemning, but the individual that is always looking this way for help and this way for provision and this way for healing and this way, when they're always looking to the pastor or to me, they're always looking to an earthly individual instead of this way to their father. They're living small. And the only way that we can live big is to believe big. And when we believe big, we ask big. And when we ask big, we what? We receive big. How many of you want to receive big? Stand to your feet because we're going to, wind, we're going to close this out. How many of you are grateful we have a Father which is in heaven? We have a Father. Our Father which is in heaven is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what you can ever ask of Him. We have a Father that's able to meet all of our needs according to His riches in glory. We have a Heavenly Father that never slumbers and never sleeps. We have a Heavenly Father that is an ever-present help in a time of trouble. A father that is always there, a father that always sees, 
a heavenly Father whose love never fails. Amen? You see, your earthly father's love can fail. Your earthly father's attempts can fail. But our Father which is in heaven, he never fails. Amen? Amen?